Mortal Kombat 11's about to come out. You know who's probably going to be in the game? <laughs> I think it's Mortal Kombat 12 that's going to come out. 11 already has. But either way, you're saying Cole is going to is going to be sure? in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mortal Kombat 11's the one with the yellow background on the cover. Pause for research. You can restart what you were saying once you see that I'm right. Just type in Mortal Kombat 11 release date. I it was, did. I did. <laughs> Hello, welcome, welcome to, to Let's, Let's Run, Run, Run that, back. that Back. Is there an echo? echo? I feel like there was an echo. Hello, welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinion matters, and today we'll soar into the final episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll test our might against Mortal Kombat in the main segment, and we will search for a great video game movie. Against Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I thought of it as like a fight, you know, like in Mortal Kombat. I We're think, fighting. I think Cody didn't like this movie. Okay, let's go. Without further ado, <laughs> let's run that back. And also, welcome to season two. That's where we are right now. First episode of season two. We've got a very action-heavy episode ahead of us. But I think first off... We can finish our conversation from last time about Falcon and Winter Soldier because since that last episode came out, the final two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. So the series is done. Falcon and Winter Soldier, if we can remember, I thought that I was a lot harder on it because like Kristen and I weren't really enjoying it. And then after Kristen listened to the podcast, she was saying, you really like didn't say anything too negative about it like you weren't that critical of it but I wasn't really fully enjoying it you were having a great time you told me reserve judgment for a couple different things until the end and let me tell you those last two episodes were incredible Mm -hmm. like every moment of those last two episodes was fantastic and it's Mm -hmm. what I wished the whole rest of the series was like but I loved them (laughs) um yeah I thought they were really good Uh, I thought it was cool that Marvel I don't I don't know how to explain it they're really taking a a very different tone with the tv shows than they do with the movies I think they're you know obviously really trying to make them something completely different but still exist in the same world it's you know it's got enough similarities but having a tv show that gives you enough time to focus on hey we're gonna really delve into grief and how these super powered beings handle grief and for Mm -hmm. falcon and the winter soldier how these super powered beings are still affected by you know real life issues like yeah you know, uh, racism and classism and you know all all that stuff well and then with bucky it's like kind of like you were saying the guilt and kind of like the mental health issues that he has from being i mean obviously very dramatic in his case from being like a super soldier assassin that he wasn't able to control 
Right. It, it is definitely something that is able to be more character focused as opposed to like a plot focus like the movies have. Which I think is what I really, really like about them. I'm really excited yes, to see what they're going to do. and WandaVision. Right. With the TV shows, the Disney Plus yes. shows, I should say. Right. I'm really, really excited to see what they do with Loki. Yeah, because we've seen a lot of Loki. So whatever this next series is going to be is going to be showing us something that maybe is kind of a different look to him. Because it's also, if I'm remembering correctly, it's the Loki from Avengers 1. Right. Is where we're starting. So it's like all that character development over the course of Thor 2, Thor 3, like that's not there. But also, like you said, we've seen a lot of Loki. We got yeah. little bits of Wanda and Vision. We got little bits of Sam and Bucky throughout the movies. Yeah. You know, if they did one of these shows that was focused on Steve Rogers, it may not be quite as interesting because we've had three movies to yeah. you know spend with Steve Rogers and we've seen him a lot. Like you said, we've seen a lot of Loki and we've delved pretty deeply into his character. So where are they going to go with it? Right. And um, the thing with Falcon and Winter Soldier, like one of the things that I really loved of not that finale, but the one right before it was kind of that way that they took away a lot of the like overarching plot and pushed that to the background. And it was more about Sam and Bucky bonding with each other and, you know, rebuilding that shrimp boat or that fishing boat that that um, Sam's family had. And so, like, all just those kind of smaller moments that were, like we were saying, much more character-focused and didn't have as much focus on who's the power broker, who's, like, the flag smashers are going to kill everyone. That was really good. That's what I wished I saw more of. Mm -hmm. I was saying that that first episode where they were separated and we were just kind of seeing how they're living their lives, I really liked that. And then when it pushed into like the main plot I lost focus a bit and so then it coming back I was like oh my god this is great again and then that finale was just full on action like good action just right. from beginning to end that giant fight scene ended and then Sam had his like speech yes and and I knew the episode wasn't gonna end right but I was kind of thinking it could end now and I'd be happy <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, there were so many times during the show that like something just so cool would happen. And I would like out loud be like, oh, oh, hey, because just that scene where he like patched into the woman in the helicopter and said, like, count down from five and grab the controls. Mm -hmm. And then they play that he coordinated that thing where he like flew through the window. It was just edited so well mm -hmm. that like it cutting over and just seeing the shield and him about to push into that helicopter was awesome he just hit that helicopter pilot out of there and that woman jumped in and grabbed the controls it was just such a thrilling moment that was beautifully set up and then beautifully executed and it was like that for pretty much every action piece in that episode mm -hmm. they would Make you see, okay, something's coming. We're setting this up. It's as cool as you thought it was. And then, like, moved on to the next thing. Right. I just feel like they did a great job, like, landing. They they stuck the landing <laughs> in this 
show. So I, I think I know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. What was Marvel's worst kept secret? That Sharon was the power Sharon, broker. Sharon Carter, come get it, was the power broker. Yes. Or that Agnes was Agatha Harkness and she was behind <laughs> everything. I actually think that the Sharon Carter one was the worst kept secret because at least with Agatha, I didn't really think about it until like the fourth episode. I just wasn't thinking about it. And then once I started noticing she's being kind of like weird, right? you were able to kind of gradually see it happen with Sharon. Like we met her and I was like, she is the power broker (laughs) clearly. And I mean, I may be in literally a broker of paintings. Yes, we weren't saying like, you know, I definitely think it's Sharon, but we were saying like, it seems very likely that it's Sharon. Right. And you were saying, well, the power broker is a character in the comics, so they're not going to do that. So it's got to be like someone we know. No, it's straight up just like a guy named Curtis Jackson and not 50 Cent. (laughs) That's 50 Cent's name. What's with all these characters that's, I mean... Sharon Carter sounds like Aaron Carter. Curtis Jackson is 50 Cent's name. The only way that that would have been acceptable if they randomly said, oh, the power broker is Curtis Jackson, would have been if he was played by 50 Cent. Yes, but it was it was 50 Cent. Like, it would be great if he walked in and the characters were like, is that 50 Cent? <laughs> anyway. This, <laughs> anyway. So what rapper should play Dobby? Let's <laughs> get out of here. The the show like definitely just like killed it. I I remember us saying how awesome after WandaVision, how awesome was Scarlet Witch's costume. I don't know if we can have that conversation here about Sam's costume. Oh, I love it. No? I just don't like his ears coming out the sides. Like me and Kristen were saying it looks kind of weird how it's just like almost like a sock on his head, but it stops halfway up and his ears are pop- popping out of him. But the rest of it looked pretty cool. It's It, it looked badass. Yeah, it looked badass to you. <laughs> I very much enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. Still not as much as WandaVision, but I will say that Falcon and Winter Soldier, or should we say Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that did really have cool. a much stronger ending than WandaVision, in my opinion. Last thing I'll say, that guy that plays Isaiah Bradley Mm. is an incredible actor. Yeah, he was fantastic. Apparently he's been in all kinds of stuff. He looks familiar. He does. I I while Kristen and I watch shows, it's just a constant of Oh, they look familiar. And I have to decide, do I want to, like, stop paying attention to the show and move over and start looking up who this person is? It doesn't matter what show we're watching. It's constant. And there's so many times where it's like, oh, they're super familiar. They're in something. And you look them up, it's like, oh, this is the only thing they've ever been in. (laughs) It's so annoying. It's like, no, I don't believe IMDb. They're in something (laughs) that I've seen before. (laughs) That's how I felt with, I can't remember who it was, but that's how I felt with one of the people in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there was quite a few in Mortal Kombat, and one of them literally had not been in anything other than Mortal Kombat. (laughs) That is what I was just referencing. We are going to talk about Mortal Kombat today, but I kind of wanted to start it off because I think it's important 
with this movie to start it off this way. I don't have a ton of experience with the game Mortal Kombat. Fight. Um, I do. <laughs> I was that's what I was gonna ask. Is I've had more like hands-on experience with more recent Mortal Kombat games. Like I want to say Mortal Kombat Nine. Is that what it was called? There was. I feel like there was one just called Mortal Kombat recently. That was like a reboot, mm-hmm. and I played that one a good amount. Yeah. And then the same studio that makes Mortal Kombat also makes the Injustice fighting games. Right. I've played through all of that. But um I I know bits and pieces about Mortal Kombat. I've never seen the older movies from the 90s that like so many people have nostalgia for. The old movies from the 90s? There was was okay, was one of them from the 90s and one of them was in the early 2000s or something? There was oh, only do one. we not talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation? There okay. was only one. See, I don't even know to say that. That's that's how little I know about Mortal Kombat. It's legitimately, in the Cody, legitimately one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> I mean, watch it what and make your own decision. What about the 95 one? 95 one wasn't bad. It was just cheesy because that's what the 90s was and that's right. what Mortal Kombat is. Right. So you're saying you do have experience with Mortal Kombat. How much experience do you have? Oh, Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's how much he has. <laughs> he clearly knows quite a bit. No, we um, I don't, I don't know. I, I grew up in the nineties. We played a ton of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we, I used to love Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and and so it's like I know a lot of the like big characters. I know Liu Kang and Raiden and Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade. I knew I knew Jax because of that like. Mortal Kombat like short kind of film series that was made Legacy and so it's like I do know kind of a lot of the fighters I just don't know a ton of like that's what you knew Jax from? mostly yeah I knew Jax from that (laughs) like I said I played more of the recent stuff so I don't know like if it's all the same people I do know a lot of the characters I'm getting they, they came out with it was like Mortal Kombat Gold Edition or something like that for mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo. And it was Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3 all in the same cartridge. Gotcha. I'm going to see if I can track it down because we have the Super Nintendo. Because you have a Super Nintendo. I'm yeah, going to yeah, see yeah. if I can track it down. <laughs> and you got to come over and play it. Because the new games oh, yeah. are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But there's something about the, the, the old classics. ones. That <laughs> the classics. So... Going into this movie, and Kristen watched it with me, Kristen has no experience with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, to the point where she was like, shouldn't it be a C? <laughs> no, not that bad. So now that we've established that, I think that's an important thing to establish before going into this, because I know that there are going to be people that have different opinions. I liked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked this. Okay. I felt like it's not like a good movie, but it it was entertaining and enjoyable to watch. Okay, I was going to save it for later. I liked and disliked. I was going to save it for later. This was objectively not a great movie. Right. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> See, and why I wanted to establish... Oh, sorry. I forgot there's a third person in this equation. Kristen also watched this movie with me, right? Please, please. Kristen enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yes. 
you have expectations going into a Mortal Kombat movie, right? Mm-hmm. They were all met. <laughs> Nothing was particularly exceeded. Everything right. was met. Right. <laughs> and I've noticed from looking at reviews that there's a lot of people that are like, I love Mortal Kombat and I couldn't get over, like, the changes that were made to the characters and I couldn't get over the fact of this and that and so i was kind of expecting you to have more of that kind of a an opinion okay but i'm fine that you don't (laughs) okay listen if you're gonna i'm trying to think of an example if if you're gonna make harry potter and you make some of the changes and some of the omissions that they changed or omitted from mortal kombat i might Go, hey, you know, that's missing. Mm-hmm. This is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's not that serious. It's yeah. the story of the, the, the original game is that yeah. every hundred years, there's a tournament between Earthrealm and Outworld. And if one or the other wins ten tournaments in a row, they get to overtake the other world. Right. Outworld has won nine in a row, and this tournament, if Earthrealm loses, Outworld will take over Earthrealm. That's the story of Mortal Kombat. That's it. (laughs) What more do you need? What do we need to know? But what I'm saying is, when you change and omit something from something like harry potter where everything's so intricate and everything's so necessary because something that happens in the first book is going to affect things that happen in the second book and you really kind of need some of these details yes it annoys me when you know they leave a a character completely out peeves the ghost peeves is not in any of the movies (laughs) and that annoys me about that (laughs) that annoys me but something like mortal kombat the story of mortal kombat was told in this movie. Right. Now, would it have been great to see Katana? Would it have been great to see some other characters? Yes, absolutely. But you don't need all of them because you told the story. And you know what? Now they can make five more movies and and put all those characters in, in those movies. Well, here, since you already since they now, saved. This is become This is... Something else I wanted to say. So you mentioned that this is the 10th tournament. Like if Outworld wins, they take over, right? Mm -hmm. There wasn't a tournament in this movie. (laughs) They set up this tournament and then it didn't happen. (laughs) What do you think about that choice? (laughs) I mean, that's the story of Mortal Kombat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a fighting game. As long as you get the fights... I saw someone on Reddit say this movie felt like a trailer for the next movie a little bit in the sense that it's like, like you said, you know, the next movie is going to have more of the characters. It's going to have probably the actual tournament happen because now you've set up all these people know everything. And so now we can just go into Mm -hmm. the actual tournament, right? And they even set up at the end of the movie that everyone that died, death is just another portal. So they'll just be back, right? Like, anyone that died, you could bring back. I guess you could. Shang Tsung is a sorcerer. 
was stabbed in the eye, so it's like, what if they rebuild that half of his face? Right. <laughs> As like a cyborg. I don't know how we're getting Kung Lao back because his soul got sucked. Mm-hmm. But that was upsetting. Like I said, he's my favorite character. <laughs> okay, but you know, let's stick with you know things we liked. Like you just kind of expressed, I liked the bare bones story. You're a hundred percent right. It's Mortal Kombat. I want to see people fight, <laughs> and I want to see in particularly some gory fashion. Yes, with over the exactly. top violence. I don't need to know necessarily why it's all happening if i'm actually gonna say something here i feel like the exposition of the story was too much sometimes (laughs) because it's like you're trying too hard you know so the story that i described was the story of the first game obviously as they've gone on and on you know the story has gotten more intricate and 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 i really like the story of mortal kombat there's a game called uh, mortal kombat shaolin monks which is a third-person mm-hmm. like action-adventure game um, okay. where you are Kung Lao and Liu Kang, you know, running around. It's a you know, story-based game um, that has a ton of exposition and explains a lot about the story, and it's a, it's a really, really cool game. So I'd like to see some of that. They, they did a little bit of it in this game where right. they did the, the opening scene was um, Sub-Zero and, and the Lin Kuei ambushing and killing Scorpion and his family. Hanzo Hasashi, who later becomes Scorpion. And that is from some later games and stuff. That So that bare-bones story, I liked that. Like you said, the fights have to be gory. There's got to be fatalities. They definitely delivered on a lot of those. And, and and specifically lifted a few fatalities from the game. Yeah. They very easily could have had just, like, a super violent death scene. And right. been like, oh, like, that's like a fake fatality, but... Right. They, they didn't make any up. They had Jax clapping that guy's head off. And they had Sonya Blade shoot a, you know, a hole through... Melina. And they also sorry, had that Kano... Guy, General Raiko. <laughs> <laughs> they also had... Kano pull the heart out of reptile mm-hmm. and everything. Liu and- Kang's dragon fatality, but the best one, the best fatality straight lifted from the game. Kung Lao. Yes, that was the where he um, uses his other- hat as a buzzsaw and then jumps on the back of whoever he's fighting and pushes it through the hat and cuts him in half. That was the only one that I actually had to look away from because <laughs> something there's something interesting that like in a video game it's all animated and fake so you can go as crazy as you want with these fatalities when you kind of bring it into the realm of the real world it gets so much more brutal and what i would say is they only did the most brutal fatalities against creature-esque characters i don't think they did any to like a person and i wonder if that's the reason unless you count melina melina was kind of a person well, but because of her super, teeth and everything that wasn't super brutal though right i'm trying maybe the guy with the hammer is kind of more human-esque in a way but he still seemed like a fantasy kind of mm-hmm. character i also really liked the scorpion versus sub-zero fight at the end well the first the first one the one right was in the beginning really was probably yes. the best fight in the whole movie in my and opinion. you know what i agree that was where they set up that okay they're definitely gonna have some good fighting choreography it's not just going to be like two people punching each other or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think that was the one that had the least amount of like cut 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 
and as the movie went on, the fights kind of had a little bit of like an over edit to them where it's like, I kind of just want to watch the fight. You don't have right. to cut after every punch is right. Thrown. It almost that feels was one like, of the negatives to me. Well, those two actors who played Sub-Zero and Scorpion are traditionally like martial arts guys. I was I was reading the director had to tell the guy who played Sub-Zero to slow down his <laughs> movements because the camera wasn't picking picking it up. <laughs> He was going yeah. too fast for the camera. And the guy that played sub, uh, Scorpion was in The Last Samurai. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But So they were able to just, you know, set the camera and go, fight. <laughs> go, but go slow. <laughs> and they fought and they, and they did it all. And I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but some of the other guys, and it may not be the guy that played Cole. It may not be the guy who played Kung Lao. They may have had their part on, on Locke, but, you know, then the guy that played Kano, maybe not. The guy, you know, right. the people that they were fighting, um, the guy that played Reptile. <laughs> it may have required a little bit more yeah. editing around it. Well, yeah, so clearly we, we liked things about the movie. You know, I thought the CGI was really good. Kano was hilarious. Kano was pitch perfect. I hated him, but, like, that's Kano. You're supposed to. What were things you didn't like? And because I already mentioned the over-editing of the the right. fights in that was some something cases. that definitely stuck out fan service is a is a tough thing for me <laughs> yeah and i like fan service in like the references and stuff but like right. it can get to a point where it's too much and can it with the, mortal Kombat? <laughs> the speaking out loud of flawless victory or fatality yeah. or you know yeah. that kind of stuff kano wins right that was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, not through any fault of his own because I thought he did a good job, but the guy that played Shang Tsung, yeah. all I could see was the guy in the TV from Dark Knight. I had to look him up because he looked familiar, but I, did, I looked it up and saw that he was from the Dark Knight. All I could see was the character from the Dark Knight. Again, yeah. nothing against him. He did a good yeah, job that seems, in this movie. That seems like it could be more your problem than his. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then something that didn't end up mattering and maybe they did this on purpose to troll everybody but it kept seeming like they were gonna keep sonya blade out of the tournament uh, i was like uh-huh. are they are they gonna like not let her be one of the chosen ones and if so like so many people are gonna be pissed off that like the only female character is the one yeah. that's not and then it, it it slowly became clearer and clearer like okay she's gonna kill kano not only that but like Especially when they kept showing again and again that Kano was, like, terrible at fighting. Right. And Sonya, like, kicked his ass in three seconds. The scene when Liu Kang just kept sweeping his legs. Okay, see? That was something I was going to ask about when you talked about fan service. That was a good one. That was a great fan service. And him jumping for the one, but he didn't sweep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. Because everyone's been playing one of those fighting games before yes and and whoever you're playing just keeps doing the same move and it's so frustrating and the fact yes. that they were trying to draw out his ikana through frustration and then yes. move spamming him was yes exactly because you know that's that's what happens when you play with someone that maybe isn't as good they just they're just hitting buttons they find so one move can... that works and they just keep and doing then it. yes exactly and then oh i swept him how did i do that let me just keep doing that <laughs> 
that was fantastic. And then, you know, that comes down to also what you were saying, how it's not just that they made the joke of the sweeping the leg and stuff. It's that him doing the movement of the leg sweep was exactly like from the game. And then when Kano jumped, it was like the same animation almost of the game. So that was definitely good. I'm going to tell you something that I disliked. Let's talk about Jax's arms for a second. (laughs) So before he unlocked his arcana, which I guess was his arms being cooler looking, I thought they were going to leave them as just those stupid like metal (laughs) rods. And I was just, every time it showed him, I was like, it just looks so stupid. Like (laughs) I hated it. That was the guy from Supergirl, by the way. Yes, Makad Brooks. (laughs) He is from Supergirl. He was jacked. I said to Kristen, was he always jacked and he was just wearing those button-down shirts or is he bigger now? (laughs) But either way, his arms were terrible and it was really distracting me Mm -hmm. from the complex plot that I was trying to (laughs) To understand. To follow. And then when he got the actual arms, I was like, thank God I don't have to look at those stupid things. So I actually put... Jax's arms as a thing I disliked in the movie because it was so annoying. Before they got all big. Before they got bigger. And then he was able to clap the guy's head and uh, it was amazing. The last thing that I wanted to say that I just didn't really like was... Now, I did not really like the main character of Cole very much. And it's like, I'm not, not even as like a purist Mortal Kombat fan that's like, he's not from the games. I don't care about that at all. But you know who's probably going to be in Mortal Kombat 12? Cole Young. <laughs> and the thing is, it was mostly that, you know, you have this character and it's supposed to be the character that is in there for the audience so that they can explain everything to him and give all the exposition or whatever. But when you actually break down his contribution to the plot, <laughs> he did not really do much incredibly minimal so minimal like the thing that he did the most was kill goro and he almost died but his wife axed goro in the back and then that was what was able to like give him the time to get his arcana which was black panther's suit i guess um (laughs) that was able to store energy and explode it only in that scene and never again but then later like he didn't defeat anyone on his own. Like, every time some other character from the Mortal Kombat series came in and finished it. Finish him. So, he really did have such a minimal impact to the point that I've actually seen quite a few people on Reddit saying, I feel like Sonya could have been the main character, and her whole arc could have been the same, where she's not part of it, like you were saying, and in the end gets to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And she could have been the one just going around collecting all the fighters. Because he was so minimal that it's like almost like he didn't even need to be there. I thought that at the end, especially when Raiden gave him the spear, I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. "Use this and the, the spirit of Hanzo." He was gonna be Scorpion. I thought it was gonna like the spirit of Scorpion was gonna like inhabit yes. him, and he was gonna be Scorpion. Which would have been awesome, in my opinion. <laughs> right. I really think that would have been cool. That would have given him more of a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, his arcana could have been that he pulls Scorpion from hell and, like, becomes Scorpion. Right. But that didn't happen. So, instead, we're left with... <laughs> That's okay. The guy with metal skin. I didn't hate it. It was uh, He was just pretty bland and had minimal impact on the plot. Mm-hmm. So, it felt like, maybe, why was he there? Was it Mortal Kombat X or Eleven that they had some of the children of other characters... I think that was X. 
because they had like Cassie. Then you also Cage or you something. also could have just used one of those characters, <laughs> right? Which here's something I did I need to bring up on on the podcast. So the opening of the movie was Sub Zero coming and killing Scorpion and his family like a thousand years ago, right? That's an important tidbit. So there's a baby crying, and the little kid says, "Can I go check on my sister?" And then the the baby sister is the one that's saved. No one killed that baby because Sub-Zero didn't know that it was even there. And so then it cuts to present day after Raiden has, you know, found the baby and taken it. Cuts to present day and we meet Cole. And I was sitting there with Chris and I was like, wasn't it a sister? Like, isn't it supposed to be like a woman? And we went 20, 25 minutes further into the movie and Kristen went, Wait, that that was like 400 years ago <laughs> in the opening. Right. It's the generations and we were like, "Oh, I was like, <laughs> how did I forget already that that was in the 1600s right. or whatever?" Right. I was so lost for like half an hour. I was like, they I was like, "We're going to have to go back because he clearly said, "Can I go see my sister?" He clearly said it. <laughs> it was it was subtitled. <laughs> yeah, I could read it. It said sister. And so when that happened, I was like, wow, I am an idiot. I cannot even follow the plot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so there were there were quite a few references to... And Easter eggs. Yes, which I thought were really, really cool. Really cool and a little bit disappointing, maybe. Okay. We'll see. All right. Yeah, we'll see. So when Cole first goes to or meets up with um, Sonya Blade... And she's right. talk, telling him all about Mortal Kombat and, and mm-hmm. uh, the history the of it. The conspiracy of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it shows a newspaper clipping or an article about a Native American who yeah. looks very much like Nightwolf, who's another Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat character. Yes. Um, and an Aztec uh, guy who looks a lot like Kotal Khan, which is another Mortal Kombat character. If that's all we get of Nightwolf in these movies, I'm going to be kind of disappointed. But it was really cool. That they included him and Kotal A little Khan. glance of it, yeah. Keep in mind, also up on the wall in newspaper clippings were pictures of Cole Young, yet Sonya Blade still made him show her his marking before she could trust him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said nothing about this in the movie, but one of Shang Tsung's powers in the games, you know, you do like the special moves, is he could right. turn into any character. Okay. So maybe so it could have been, been Shang Tsung. But does it work job, the same man. in Outworld? Does Shang Tsung have a marking too? We don't know. I mean, maybe he could just recreate Cole even with the marking. Yeah, I don't know. Then you get to uh, Raiden's Temple. Yes. Liu Kang makes a reference to Master Bo Raicho, who is a character from, I think, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, who's one of my other favorite characters to play with because okay. his uh, fighting style is Drunken Master. Okay. <laughs> and because uh, I guess in Spanish, borracho means drunk. Okay. So he's Bo Raicho. But in the storyline, he trained Liu Kang and Kung Lao and, and stuff like that. Um, right. So to reference Bo Raicho was kind of cool. And in Raiden's Temple, Kano tries to steal this little amulet that is Shinnok's amulet. Okay, and then since we're in Raiden's Temple now, I can bring up one that even I noticed. And that was Katana's fan blades yep. were in the background. So, brings me to another similar to Nightwolf. Where was Katana? Yeah. 
Is Does Katana that mean dead? she died and we have her like fan blades? Because that, that is BS. a fan favorite. Yeah, BS. that is a fan favorite right there. We haven't talked at all about Cabal. I love Cabal in the games. Mm-hmm. He was the guy with the hook swords. He looked awesome in this movie. The 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 costumes were really, honestly, really good. And the voice actor was really good for him, too. Last thing, where Jax and General Reiko fought when they teleported everybody to their own... And they like actually had like Mortal Kombat levels, which was really neat. Right. They sent Jax right. and General Raiko to the most iconic Mortal Kombat level ever, the pits, where in that level specifically, instead of doing a fatality, you can uppercut your opponent and they will fall down onto the spikes. And it's like a level right. specific fatality. And I right. feel like it was a missed opportunity to not do that. When I looked up reviews for this movie, when I tell you the most mentioned thing that people disliked was that they put them to the pit and he didn't do the pit fatality (laughs) i'm not even kidding that was most people's complaint and i was just like what does this mean (laughs) so i did not know but they did Jax's fatality right which wanted to do which looked really cool right it's just so many people were saying why bring them to the pit if you're not going to do the pit fatality Which is like the nerdiest thing to say, but (laughs) I completely get it. (laughs) It's like you're a fan of the level. You want to see the level done justice. (laughs) And then just I thought it was cool that they included Natara. Natara, I want to say, was from Mortal Kombat Armageddon. She was fairly recently introduced to the game. And again, to include her and not someone like Katana. Would you consider it including her where they were like, here she is, and then she immediately went on to a buzzsaw and was cut in half, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Well, Katana's got a really cool story. Is she the daughter of Shang Tsung? She's the daughter of some sort of royalty in Outworld, but her ideals and values align with Earthrealm. She's not a bad guy, but she's from that, so maybe she was just a little bit too complicated of a character to <laughs> That'll be include. the next movie. Right. If there's another movie, you can it can be more focused on her because that's a whole story within itself. Okay, so then that brings us to the end here. I can see how we're trending. So what rating would you give this movie? Would you say that this movie is closer to a flawless victory or a fatality? Both are wins. In the sense that the flawless victory is happening to the movie for it being good or the fatality is happening to the movie because it lost. It's a victory, but not a flawless victory. (laughs) It's somewhere in the middle. What star rating would you give this? With our trusted, patented, let's run that back rating method. I'm having a hard time. I wrote it down before we even started, and I'm having a hard Mm -hmm. time deciding whether I want to bump it up or leave it at where it is. It gets three and a half stars. Okay. Which is which is what I got when I added everything up. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this one. It was really exactly what I expected. Breaking down, like, because of the things I said, like the kind of bland main character, over-editing, things like that, it did come down. The movie gets two stars from me. Two out two. of five. And that's with me liking the movie. It just wasn't that good of a movie. All right. And what's funny is... I was just on Letterboxd a second ago, and I saw that your SOB, your significant other's brothers, Austin also gave it two stars. And you gotta read his review, because it sounded more like a half-star review, but he gave it two stars. And he brought up a really good point that was, 
another one of the issues with the movie was that when you think of Mortal Kombat, you think of two people fighting each other. And the movie had so many times it would happen where you have like four fights happening at once. So you can't really just focus on two people fighting each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think he said it's like Mortal Kombat with ADD. And I thought that was a pretty good critique of what was happening. But yeah, shout out to your SOB for giving it the same amount of stars as me, (laughs) but having a much harsher review, (laughs) in my opinion. So would you recommend this movie, Matt? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Do you know what? I was sitting there thinking, I would watch this again. Oh, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to do everything (laughs) in my power to make Carrie watch it. She'll hate it. It was a lot of fun. Right. I would recommend it too. And they clearly set it up for a sequel. Yeah. One of the other things that I really like about this movie is that I hate Johnny Cage. And that Johnny Cage <laughs> wasn't in it. <laughs> and then oh, at the man. end they set it up for Johnny Cage to, to be in the in the next one. And I was like, well. Whatever. They kind of have to. Son of a bitch. You know what's hilarious is we have never gotten any people emailing us. And I feel like now we're going to get it just because you just said you hate Johnny Cage. Oh, I can't stand Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking that we could just do a really brief conversation. We just talked about a video game adaptation movie. Video game adaptations have notoriously not been very good movies <laughs> over the course of since they've started appearing. I just wanted to know that from you, I was going to ask, do you have any movies that are video game adaptations that you do actually love. And that I, love? I guess you loved this. I guess you loved 2021's Mortal Kombat. Um, or that you enjoy about, watching. It, you don't, don't have to be like loved. loved. I, I would have told you 1995's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'll tell you that I actually like the, the Laura Croft movies, the Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, those aren't bad. Those are, Those are fun, and they're in that, like, adventure, like, kind of genre that was popular back in the, like, early 2000s, late 90s that mm-hmm. aren't really around now, kind of like The Mummy. It's really just, I wonder what it is that makes video game adaptations so difficult, and I, I feel like it's kind of like that idea of, you know, you make a video game because it's not going to work as a movie. Like, that's why the video game works. It's its own thing. You think about people saying something like Mortal Kombat being bland. Well, the video game is about fighting. It's not about what's happening around those fights. So how do you translate that into a movie? Well, and Sometimes it's not going to work. And there's a certain level of immersion in a video mm. game that you don't really get out of... A movie. Right. Because you get to control the video game. You can... When you're Laura Croft, you can choose to go look at this thing or go look at this thing or whatever. Whereas in the movie, you have to be on the track that the filmmakers have made for you. So Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within is really uh-huh. good. Is that animated? It's like CGI it, or, or I do, computer animated. I feel like Final Fantasy makes some good story mm-hmm. movies well, with, and that's, with it, their it's CGI. Kinda, it's kind of cheating because this movie is not based on any game it's right. just a final fantasy story in movie form instead right. of video game form right what about does detective pikachu count i think it does because i love did, detective there is a pikachu game. that's a good one i didn't even think of that one detective pikachu was a fun movie that is true resident evil was pretty good and the silent hill games 
or movies. Silent are Hill, okay. the movies were pretty like you know middle of the road. That's what I think it is. Is like video game movies always tend to just not do anything extra special. They always tend to be somewhere in the yeah. middle. I do love the Street Fighter movie. Again, I know how bad it is. Because <laughs> it's just like, some of it's also nostalgia, I would imagine. And, yeah. and just like kind of that, that time period of the movies being kind of fun. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a, a list of, of a bunch of them, and there's really not... Any good ones, right? Rampage. Because the thing is, I Blood wanted to bring it up. Need for Speed with, with uh, Aaron Paul. <laughs> Hitman. Hitman wasn't bad. All right, well, before we just get into listing a bunch of movies, I wanted to say the reason I bring it up is because it seems as though moving forward, a lot of studios are starting to kind of try to make more video game movies. They made this Mortal Kombat, which has been a movie before, but we have Tom Holland starring in Uncharted coming up that is based on the video game series Uncharted. Which should be good. Uncharted was probably fairly cinematic for a game. Right. I mean, the only thing that I can see completely ruining it is that they cast Mark Wahlberg as the character of Sully, who's like the older man mentor of <laughs> Nathan Drake. But I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Hi. I just keep how you doing, Spider-Man? Say hello to your mother <laughs> <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> That's what the movie's going to be. And then we have HBO is making a mini series out of The Last of Us, which was a zombie game. Yeah. And it's from the showrunners of chernobyl <laughs> which just sounds like it could be really good it'll it'll probably be good i'm i'm over the zombie thing we'll see what happens there but it seems as though despite the fact that almost every video game movie ever made has not been anything special these film studios are not backing down and they are just putting more money into it they keep they I keep reading about the rumor of a god of war movie and, like, I simultaneously really want it and really don't want it. Because, you know, it could turn out to be awesome, or it could turn out to be Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no, no, no. It could turn out to be Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> or, like you said, Need for Speed with Aaron Paul. They always cast someone great, so just the fact that Tom Holland is in Uncharted does not mean it's right. going to be a good movie. Who would play Kratos? Tom Hardy. I feel like the time has passed, but it should be Idris Elba. Ah, that would be a good one, too. The only reason I said Tom Hardy is because Kratos kind of has that I don't really speak kind of thing. He does that like (laughs) So, but yeah, Idris Elba would be great as well. This has just made me want to go play video games. (laughs) So now real quick, at the end of the podcast, we're going to call our mom and find out what she wants us to to review because for the past few weeks she has been telling us we're not necessarily doing movies that are in her realm of movie <laughs> experience and so we did Mortal Kombat but apparently that's also not what she wants so let's let's call her and find out what she wants hello hello hey how are you good you're you're on <laughs> Let's run that back with Matt and Cody right now. I'm Matt. Oh my goodness, I am? Yeah, we just have a quick question for you. Okay. If you Ooh, could ask her, pick... Ask her what her favorite Mortal Kombat character is. It. Well, first, Matt wants to know who your favorite Mortal Kombat character is. 
I don't know any Mortal Kombat characters. Okay, well, that's that's pretty much expected. What, I, what we were going to ask, though, is if you could choose a movie for me and Matt to review, what movie would you choose? Moneyball. You would choose Moneyball. <laughs> no, I just I, I started to watch it last night but got interrupted with a guest, so I, it was on my mind. So, I love that movie. So that was just the I last movie I, you watched? No, I can't tell you on the spot which movie I would want you to do. Okay. But, you know, it might be nice to go back to, um, what was that one that I loved so much? Crash? Was that what it was called? Oh, God. Might be good to go back and watch an old favorite. You know well, I'm you know, mean? maybe we'll, we'll find out that, or we can talk to you later about finding out if there's any more recent movies you would want us to watch. I want us to pay for and watch News of the World. News of the World with Tom Hanks? Yes. Okay, well you've definitely given us a lot to think about, so we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about this. Okay, have a good time. Rock on. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she said oh, moneyball. She did not disappoint. <laughs> she did not. All right, so that was our mom. We're going to look into those three choices and probably go with the most recent. <laughs> but you stay tuned, and we'll uh, we'll let you know what we're going to be doing next pretty soon. So now that we have finished our fight, <laughs> you've been listening to Let's Run That Back. You can find us on Let's Run That Back on Instagram. Our website is letsrunthatback.com. Our email address is letsrunthatbackpod at gmail.com. Let us know who your favorite Moneyball character is. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat character. I am Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. And you have a good one and finish him. Or her. <laughs>